Entrepreneur on Fire, Episode 14. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Hey, Fire Nation, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Entrepreneur on Fire the place for inspiring interviews with today's most successful entrepreneurs. Are you on our email list? If not, you are missing your chance at the $50 cash we give to one lucky subscriber every Wednesday. Would your Wednesday be a little better with 50 bucks in your pocket? Go to entrepreneuronfire.com or eofire.com if you're like me and can't spell entrepreneur to find out more. Question. Have you been searching for an elite mastermind group? If yes, look no further than Ignite, an amazing mastermind of aspiring entrepreneurs. We have weekly webinars, amazing resources, forums, and huge giveaways, including a $200 cash giveaway every week. Come join our community at ignitemastermind.com. If you enjoy this free podcast, Please show your love and support by heading over to eofire.com and clicking the subscribe and iTunes button at the top of our page. This will shoot you over to iTunes where you can leave a rating and review. To show my appreciation for your hopefully five-star rating and review, I will give you a shout out at the top of an upcoming show telling the world just how cool you are. And here's to the Friar Nation faithful who gave us a five-star rating and review. BJT Business, Greg Thayer, Kristen Bath, Jody Flynn, Anthony from Detroit, and DD41583. Fire Nation salutes you. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Corbett Barr. Corbett, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. Great. Corbett is the founder of the blogs Think Traffic and Expert Enough. His flagship course, How to Start a Blog That Matters, is incredible. I'm speaking from firsthand experience as I'm taking it right now. Basically, Corbett helps people build cool stuff online. Would you say that's a fair summation, Corbett? That's what I love to do. Awesome. Well, you do a great job of it. And I've just given a little overview of yourself, so why don't you give us a little more in depth about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so as you mentioned, I am founder of Think Traffic, which is a blog and a business that tries to answer the question, why are some websites uh, very, very popular while most simply go unnoticed? So um, I've been blogging at Think Traffic for about two and a half years, sharing what I've learned about online businesses. I've been self-employed since about 2006 and uh, have tried a number of different projects and have learned some tricks and tips along the way. And I've also met a lot of cool people who are doing interesting things online. And I try to bring those stories and voices into the fold at Think Traffic as well. Great summation. Thank you for that. Here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we like to start every show off with our guest's favorite success quote. It kind of helps get the motivational ball rolling and everybody pumped up and excited. So, Corbett, why don't you get us going with your favorite success quote? 
Sure. Here's one. I, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I, I've, uh, I tend to have quotes that I cling to for a period of time and then move on to another one. But here's one that I really like. What right are you now. clinging to right oh. now? All right. This is by Howard Thurman, who was a um, civil rights um, expert in, in, the, uh, in the United States in the middle of the century. He says, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Wow. Well, that is definitely a, an inspirational and moving quote and brings back a little JFK, which I always love. Now, how would you say that you apply this quote to your day-to-day life? It, uh, it simply helps me to remember what all of this that we do every day is all about. It's easy to get kind of wrapped up in the mechanics of what you do and uh, into just the competitiveness of trying to build a business or whatever it is that you're trying to do. And really, it to me, it comes down to living a better life and, and living the fullest life possible and really coming alive as a person and, and being your best self. So um, as I said, it's kind of easy to forget that. And a quote like this makes me remember why we do what we do. Great. Now, let's move on to our first real topic. And this topic really strikes at the core of most entrepreneurs because we're scared of it, but if we're successful, we've learned from it, we've all experienced it, that's failure. Tell me about a time that you've failed and let's start with the events that led up to that failure and really dig deep into this moment. Um, that's a great question. So, I mean, you know, I, I think part of my job is to fail. If you're not failing, then you're probably not trying hard enough. Um, let's see, a particular failure. Um, the the uh, business that I did before the business that I'm doing now, which is something that I ran from 2006 to 2008, was a uh, essentially a what I call a traditional Silicon Valley startup, which means that we built a prototype uh, software, shopped it around, gained investors, advisors, um, ended up with an office of about 10 employees and built software and and um, went at that for about three years. And that ended up in 2008, essentially, if you recall, the financial world collapsed. And at that point, we were caught in a situation where we hadn't built enough revenue to keep the entire team intact and were desperately in need of raising more financing. And it was very, very difficult at that point to raise financing in 2008. And so we had to do a lot of soul searching. And in my particular situation, I had um, created a scenario for myself where I was an entrepreneur and I had you know, achieved these fairly difficult things to do in terms of raising venture capital and, and building a company. But um, in some ways, I felt that I was actually less um, less free to do what I wanted to do than I had been even in a corporate job before. Instead of this blissful idea of, of entrepreneurship that I think a lot of people have, I ended up with um, an office, employees, advisors, investors, a co-founder, and um, a you know really difficult situation. So um, when when that uh, 2008 financial world collapse happened, um, I decided that it was time to actually move on and leave that behind. And I left the business basically to my co-founder. We were able to raise a little bit of money, but not enough to keep the entire team together. And I uh, took a step back and took a sabbatical 
to Mexico to sort of reevaluate what uh, what had happened and what I wanted to do next to my life. And that meant that that three years that I had worked very, very hard during um, ended up being, you know, not financially viable for me or, or not financially lucrative for me. But, um, you know, there, there were a lot of great learnings that came out of it. And I think it paved the way for what I'm doing now. But, you know, it doesn't mean that it wasn't painful at the time. So that was such a great quote that you started this whole thing off with. And I would like to dive back into it before we move on to the next topic. And that was part of my job is to fail. That's that's such a powerful quote. I love it because that's what we do every day as entrepreneurs. And those that are successful embrace that failure. And those that aren't successful, let it stop or impede their growth. And you've obviously learned how to embrace that failure. So let's go into how you get into failing every day and how that's part of your job and how you embrace it? Well, I think at some point I've just sort of realized that failure doesn't reflect poorly on you necessarily or on your overall, you know, capability. I think a lot of people look at failure, they think that if they fail, that it means they're a bad person or that they're not capable or um, that people are going to think poorly of them. And in reality, failure is simply um, part of the journey. I think that um, all of us who want to do something incredible have to fail along the way. Um, it's just it's just part of the territory. And so the sooner that you can think of failure as simply part of the process and not a reflection on your ultimate, you know, your capability or, or who you are as a person, then um, it's easier to make the progress that you need to make. Now, this is kind of putting you on the spot, but I'm really curious. In the last couple months, do you have a failure? It could be a small one, could be a large one that you've faced at Think Traffic that you were able to actually make it improve how you operate on a daily basis? Um, you know, a big failure that we've been wrestling with, um, and this is maybe a little bit different from people who are just starting out, but um, in some ways it's very similar at the same time. And that is something that we've been wrestling with is our inability to get a new project off the ground that we've been talking about for um, six or eight months. And it's not that it, we haven't gotten it off the ground because we're not capable. It's simply that we've spent a lot of time talking internally about what it should be and um, planning and not a whole lot of doing. And so this this planning process that we've been in has taken far longer than it should have. And I know that a lot of people, you know, maybe listening to this, if they're just starting out, just starting to build a business now, um, they may be struggling with that as well, where there's just a long period of inactivity where you're thinking about things, talking yourself out of things, and really never, you know, not really getting started. And um, as you move along in your business and become more successful, you still wrestle with that. I still wrestle with that. And I think partly it's because, um, you know, you can get into a, a comfort zone where, you know, things are going fairly well. We've accomplished a lot. And um, it's kind of easy just to sort of sit back and plan the next big thing, but never really want to endure the pain of of getting it started and potentially failing with it. So, um, you know, so that's that's something that we've been struggling with over the past six to eight months, and especially recently, we are getting traction now, and and we do have, um, you know, things happening and and a potential launch date coming up. But um, it took us a while to get here. Let's move forward into the next topic, which is an aha moment. Now you had had your failure. You stepped back, you went down to Mexico, you mentally rebooted yourself. I'm sure there was some great experiences you had down there, time away, really to focus and think. 
At what point after your failure did you have a light bulb of sorts come on? Now, I'm sure you had many small light bulbs come on along the way where you were just like, yeah, these are great ideas. And they were moving you in that right direction. But did you have a one shining moment where you just looked up and said, wow, I get it. This is what I want. This is what my audience wants. This is what my clientele is going to like. And did you take that aha moment and move forward? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, and for me, it was it was more of a personal light bulb moment than it was a specific product or, you know, audience light bulb moment. And that is that um, I think for, you know, the, the beginning of my career, I basically thought that there were two ways to, to operate in terms of business. I thought that either you climbed the corporate ladder and tried to work in the best firm you possibly could and reach the highest heights, you know, become a partner or a, a vice president or something within that corporation, and hopefully eventually have, um, you know, a very comfortable living and maybe be able to retire early so that you could try to do what you really wanted to do in life. And then I thought that the other side of that coin was that you became an entrepreneur, and every time that you built a business, you really had to swing for the fences and try to hit a home run so that you could build something very quickly build it really big and then sell out so that you could have enough money to do what you really wanted to do. So these were sort of the two ends of the spectrum. And when I took off on that sabbatical that I mentioned, we traveled throughout Mexico. And while we were down there, something really incredible happened. And that is that we met a lot of people who weren't necessarily rich or retired, but somehow had figured out ways to make their careers integrate better with their lives so that they could spend months every year living in a foreign country. And I didn't really know that that was an option to begin with. I didn't know anyone who did that. And um, I just assumed that if you were able to travel, either you were on a sabbatical like we were or that you were rich or retired. I didn't know that there was there were people out there who tried to make the life that they wanted to live part of the life that they're living now as opposed to waiting for retirement. And so I started reevaluating my view of business, and um, initially I thought that when we were in Mexico, we would basically, I would come up with a new idea for a startup, and then we would return to San Francisco, and I would start building software and shopping around to venture capitalists and, and doing that whole thing. But instead, I decided to start a blog after a few months on that trip, basically to chronicle our journey and to share the stories of these incredible people that we were meeting, and also personally to start questioning really deeply the nature of career and life and how the two work together. And um, that moment, that starting of that blog, really took me on a very different path than I had envisioned for myself. And that's really what led me ultimately to start Think Traffic and um, to be on this journey that I'm on now. That is powerful. And let me just restate something that you said that I found so powerful. And that was maybe try to retire early so you can then spend time doing what you really enjoyed in life. To me, that's such a powerful statement because that is the mentality of so many people. I love the fact that when I talk to entrepreneurs on a daily basis, that is the reality that we are escaping is that we are not putting off doing what we really enjoy. We're not, so to speak, putting the time in now so we can maybe enjoy life later. We're taking control. We're being passionate and we're moving forward in these directions and we're successful and it's it's a great opportunity times that we live in and it's great to see people who are successful and are taking this attitude so you had this aha moment you were in Mexico you saw what you wanted you started this blog what transitioned from that point 
Well, um, then, you know, it, it uh, came down to figuring out how to build a business around a blog. And I think a lot of people think that, um, you know, oh, bloggers basically, they just write every day and, and then they slap some advertisements up. And if their blog gets big enough, then they have a business on their hands. And um, it was clear to me sort of in the beginning that that model wasn't um, actually all that common and that it's difficult to achieve and that that wasn't really the blog, the type of business that I wanted to build. So, you know, I, I had to spend a, a solid six months or, or a year just diving into learning about how people built businesses around blogs. And for me, the distinction was that with a lot of um, sort of traditional startups, they start with a product idea, they build the product out that, so it's good enough to show people, and then they go in search of an audience with blogging, it was sort of the opposite, and this was the first time for me doing it this way, but basically I built an audience around a set of topics and then started getting to know them well enough that I could create a product that I was fairly certain had um, you know, a, a market when I launched it. So that risk that you have with a traditional startup where you're hoping that people are going to like what you have built isn't as great when you start with an audience first because you already know that audience fairly intimately and have um, talked to them about the problems that they have and you're able to create a product that might solve those problems. That's great. Now we're going to continue going forward into your current business right now. You have a lot of different facets. You, you focus on think traffic. You have expert enough. You've created some products that I've taken part of which have been phenomenal you do speaking engagements. I personally saw you speak at Blog World. It was a very enjoyable experience. You really project yourself well. What is one thing that's really exciting you about your business today? Well, I'm not going to be able to tell you a whole lot about it, but um, I can tell you about the, the thinking behind it. We're working on a, a big new project, and I'm very, very excited about it. And the reason is that um, you know our business, this Think Traffic, is a little over two years, and we have built a number of products, a number of information products. You mentioned that you had taken part in the Start a Blog That Matters course. Um, we've built a number of courses like that. We've built another course called Traffic School um, and some other ones. And basically, each of those courses has been a sort of a, a one-off package that is designed to teach someone a particular thing from start to finish. And you sort of go through that course. It's set up to be a number of weeks or a number of months that you're in the course, and then you're finished with it. And then, uh, you know, you move on. And maybe we have another course that can suit you later, or maybe not. But each of those has been a one-off package that we put together and that hasn't really evolved much over time. And um, we decided to sort of take a look at that. And um, in this new project that we're working on, we're building more of what I consider to be a platform, something that hopefully can be longer lasting and something that has a greater vision, more of a multi-year vision that will take us time to build out, um, but hopefully that we'll be able to deliver value with over time and especially in the beginning. And then people hopefully will buy into this vision that we have uh, for this thing that we're creating over time. So for me, it's about just sort of upping the game and um, thinking about something that can last longer than a single course that might have viability for a few years. Hopefully this thing can last for a decade or, or more and become something that is more than simply 
me sharing my particular knowledge with a small audience, this can be something that more people can contribute and can become bigger than one individual person. Well, that sounds very exciting, and Fire Nation will anxiously await the launch. Do you have an approximate launch date, or is it still too far out? It's not It's not going to be that far out, because what we're doing is um, really trying to build the um, enough of our vision to show people and to start getting feedback early on. And so what we plan to do is actually share this uh, vision and share the um, earliest incarnation of it with our core audience with people that we know that we're going to get feedback from quality feedback from people that are readers at think traffic. We plan to approach them with it in the next few months, actually. Great. Now I know that you can't be too specific about the specifics for lack of a better word of what you're doing on the course of every day, but let's talk quickly about two tasks that occupy a majority of your day, day in and day out. Yeah. So my two tasks, I mean, Aside from you know thinking strategically about what needs to be be done with the business and and where we want the business to go, I mean that that takes uh, some amount of time. But but then you know we don't do that constantly. Basically, we think strategically and then sort of set the strategy and then and then get to work. So when we're in work mode, there are a couple of things. The first is that we constantly are interacting with our audience through the Think Traffic blog and other places, social media email. There are a lot of different places where we interact with our audience through interviews like this as well. So that's one thing that really takes a lot of time, which is simply, um, you know, connecting with people with short bits of content, essentially. The second thing is creating content that goes into products that we produce. And we're very much an education-based company. So the products that we create are information that we're sharing with people. And so we're constantly creating new content for those courses and platforms that we're building, whether it be the Start a Blog That Matters course or Traffic School or this new project that we're working on. Um, a lot of times we're producing audio, video, um, you know, written content, workbooks, and other things to, to really deliver the value and the promise of Think Traffic to people. So Corbett, you are in the trenches every day. You're on the cutting edge. This next question is two-part. What is your vision for the future? What do you see as the future in the online world? And the second part is, how is Think Traffic fitting into that future? Well, um, it's, you know, it's hard to sort of prognosticate. And I, I don't care much about thinking too far into the future because too much can change between now and then. I mean, 20 years ago, no one really knew about the internet and that's changed things quite a bit. So, but um, I will say that that the internet itself, I think, is making it much easier for people to become entrepreneurs. And I think also the the financial situation, the economic situation that we've been in for a number of years is making more and more th- people think about entrepreneurship. So my fundamental driving goal is to help more people become entrepreneurs because I think individual lives um, societies and even the economy are better off when more people are entrepreneurs. And I think the internet is a tool that's making that easier and easier. So we're trying to unlock the potential of um, operating online to create more and more entrepreneurs in the world. And that's really the the driving goal behind Think Traffic. Well, that's very exciting because we share the same goal. Entrepreneuronfire.com is is all about spreading the word of entrepreneurship by interviewing inspiring and exciting entrepreneurs like yourself. And just with 
how the world is shaping today and people by the thousands and hundreds of thousands gaining access to the web via mobile devices or Wi-Fi or whatever device they can link up to. It's really exciting the growth that seems to be happening and the more we can get out there and educate, in my mind, the world about different opportunities, the better it's going to be. Absolutely. Corbett, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. That part of the show is called The Lightning Rounds. All right. This is where I provide you a series of questions and you provide me with a series of amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Yeah, no pressure, right? (laughs) So basically, at this point, I usually have to try to limit my guests to about 30 seconds because you know a lot of entrepreneurs are talkers. You are very poignant and, and concise. So I thank you for that, number one. But number two, I want you to rest assured you have a little bit of time to expound on each of these five questions, if you so choose. All right. Sounds good. What was the number one thing that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? It was that I didn't really know any entrepreneurs. I was in, uh, I worked in the corporate environment for the first decade or so of my career. Uh, my parents were blue collar. Everyone I knew uh, basically worked in a sort of safe, you know, uh, job in quotes, I guess. And um, for me, basically, it was just that I didn't know anyone who uh, was an entrepreneur. There were just a ton of questions in my mind, and I didn't really know what it meant to build a business. So it took me a long time to sort of gather enough courage to really dive in and decide to jump into it. Um, since then, I've met dozens and dozens of people who are entrepreneurs. In fact, most many of my closest friends now are entrepreneurs, and it just makes it a lot easier when you're surrounded by those people to think in entrepreneurial terms. And you actually live in Portland, Oregon, is that correct? No, uh, I live in San Francisco. I'm originally from the Portland, Oregon area. Both are obviously very entrepreneurial areas. Yeah, San Francisco especially. I I don't think you can live here without knowing entrepreneurs. And and ever since I moved here seven years ago, I've met a lot of entrepreneurs. Very exciting. What is the best business advice you ever received? The best business advice is probably the concept of just shipping something. So I think a lot of people, um, you know, decide to build a business and they think they're building a business, but um, they spend a lot of time planning and studying their audience and uh, building business plans and all that sort of stuff. And they never really get down to the point where they're shipping something that is for sale that people can pay you money for. Um, I've spent a lot of time building businesses that have this sort of grandiose long-term vision. And really, at its core, a business is simply value that you, the business owner, create and offer to an audience in a way that they can pay you for. And uh, when you boil it down to to that level of simplicity, it's really much easier to build a, a sustainable business. Absolutely. And that kind of brings us to our next question. Eric Reese has recently written the book, The Lean Startup. That book really hammers home the point that you can't have this long-term grandiose theme in today's society because things are always changing so much. And the best thing you can do is release what you have as soon as you can and then continue to take the feedback from your audience and from your clients and from everybody around you and improve that product on an ongoing basis. Is that something that you agree with? Absolutely. I, I'm reading The Lean Startup now and and I wish that that sort of thinking had been available in 2006 when I started my first 
startup because we basically spent a year building a prototype before we ever got feedback from our audience. And you can imagine that as entrepreneurs, you can come up with a whole lot of assumptions that are incorrect. And uh, spending a year before you get that out to your audience and get any feedback from people is just insane. And um, in our case, it did prove to be insane because ultimately that product didn't, uh, didn't succeed as we thought it might. This is going to move us into the next question, which is, what would you consider besides the Lean Startup as the best business book you've read in the last six months? In the last six months, that's a good question. Um, my one of my favorites months is Rework by Thirty Seven Signals, signals by Jason and also Freed Getting Real by Thirty Seven Signals. So um, they run a business exactly. called Thirty Seven Signals, and they've written two books. One is called they run Getting Real, the other one is called signals. Rework. And, and um, um, the reason that I love those guys is that, is that they really turn all conventional business thinking on its head. And um, they are focused on building a bootstrapped business, something that they enjoy running and something that the um, their employees love working in. And um, they aren't focused on building something fast and big so that they can flip it. So it's sort of refreshing amongst entrepreneurs. Great. What's something that's working for your business right now? Work. Something that's working for me is um, building products that require very little maintenance and um, getting multiple products out of that form so that they sort of build on one another. So you build a product, release it, start earning some recurring revenue from that, and then get to work on your next product. And as you sort of layer those in, multiple products, then you end up building a, a nice revenue stream over time. No single product is responsible for you know the the majority of the revenue, but over time you add more and more, and then that sort of gets you where you need to go. Awesome. Now this is the last question, and it's my favorite, and therefore it's kind of tricky. So take your time. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you still had all the experience and knowledge that you currently have right now, but everything that you've done, think traffic expert enough, is completely disappeared. So you have a essentially clean slate. This is what many entrepreneurs and of our listeners are facing right now. They have a clean slate and they're starting from scratch. So if you had to start from scratch tomorrow, what would the next seven days look like for you? Well, uh, first of all, I would think about a pressing problem that people have that I'm intimately familiar with that I might be able to solve for them. And I, I wouldn't necessarily have to have the knowledge myself and how to solve it, but some idea of who I might be able to, to involve to solve that problem or what knowledge I would need to gain in order to solve that problem. Then I would envision a product, some sort of offering, a service or a product that might be able to address that problem. And um, finally, I would start blogging about this problem and start reaching out to people to find out if my assumptions are really correct about the nature of that problem, about what it might take to solve it, and what people might be able to or be willing to pay for a solution to that product or to that problem. And then start basically, from there, I would just continue blogging and then start working on that product and, and release it to people. Corbett, thank you so much for joining us today. I have a full notepad, awesome, actionable advice that you gave us. Thank you from Fire Nation. So as a sign-off, do you have any last piece of advice for Fire Nation, and then give yourself a plug. 
Uh, yeah, I would say um, just remember that you have to show up every day. So whatever you're doing, whether it's you know uh, creating a new podcast, starting a blog, um, building a product, you really have to show up every day and and not expect necessarily to get fast, easy results. A lot of times, building a business takes much much longer than any of us hope and a lot more effort than we think. And um, if you show up every day, put one foot in front of the other, eventually you'll make the progress that you're looking for. Um, and then as far as if people want to find me, they can go to thinktraffic.net. We have um, hundreds of free articles there about how to build an audience online. And um, we also have a number of courses linked to there, especially the How to Start a Blog That Matters course that we mentioned earlier. Awesome, Corbett. We'll be sure to have everything in the show notes as well. We will catch you on the flip side. All right. Thanks so much, John. Hey, guys. This is John Lee Dumas signing off. Remember to subscribe to our email list for your chance to win $50 cash every Wednesday. Fire Nation, my one call to action to you today is this. If you enjoyed this free podcast and want to show your love, head over to eofire.com, click the subscribe and iTunes button at the top of our page, and you'll be shot over to iTunes to leave a rating and review. To show my appreciation for your hopefully five-star rating, I will give you a shout out at the top of an upcoming show and then you can tweet about how awesome you are. Seriously though, it would really mean a lot to all of us here at Fire Nation that work so hard to bring you this content five days a week. Until next time, Fire Nation, prepare to ignite. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.